sure you're ready for this. I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com, Jason Davis, Jared Dubois, live with you on a Sunday night. You think are getting bad pictures tweeted out of us, what, screenshots? Yeah, fortunate. You know, occasionally I just wonder if, if Trevor Hayward has a little too much power. Like, he, he could really, really make us look stupid. What are we going to do about it? He, he sits in his cone of silence <laughs> and just, like, takes... Shots in the dark at us, taking <laughs> random screen caps, <clears throat> like we and we have no say, none before they go out. None. There's there's zero control over what happens. And and while you and I actually do have some control over the best soccer show Twitter feed, you can tweet, yeah. I can tweet. I actually have never, and I've never pressed this. I have zero control over the soccer morning Twitter feed. I don't know why I've never asked. Oh. I didn't realize like it didn't. It's never come up as an issue. But now I'm wondering, like maybe I need to. Maybe I think partly Trevor may do it to protect you. Maybe. Maybe you don't want to see everything that's out there. I know sometimes I don't want to see everything that's put to the best soccer show account. That's probably true. That's probably true. We are here on a Sunday night's a live edition of the program. Um, thank you very much for listening. Backheel.com. Uh, Jared, I- I'm looking at, look, the-, the biggest thing is still the CBA because it's not done. The season starts on Friday. Does it? Yes, it does. The seasons. Are you not aware of this? Are you? No, I just mean, I just mean, does it? Oh, you mean, does it if the- nothing happens? Yeah. And so you have three days to get this done because as many a, an astute MLS reporter has pointed out on Twitter today, you can't get on a plane to fly to a game. If you don't have a CBA done, right? Yeah, and I like that. Oh, we're gonna meet on Tuesday. Isn't that the day they're meeting in Washington? Tuesday. I think. I think. Th- I don't know. I've seen some guys like talk about dr- making the drive down to DC and stuff. Like I think Dax McCarty's on the the players committee, and he's like making the drive down. I saw Moby Okugo tweeting about getting to DC and hitting Nando's. So clearly, these guys are. I think if they really want to make a point, they would like walk to Earth like Kang. And like, and, and just show up there like, I couldn't afford a car. Are you, are you, are you solidly 100%? I mean, you, you kind of outlined what, what your, your corporate American tendencies last week, right? Like, oh, <laughs> I've already taken a beating on this. Have you? Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I'm so caught between two things here when it comes to this. I feel like the players need to do it because they need to send a message. If they don't do it, then they look weak. They're never going to actually get what they want out of the owners. And on the other hand, I kind of feel like it, it it's it's tilting at windmills. They're not going to get what they want. We're just going to end up with a delayed season and a loss of buzz. And you're going to have 60,000 pissed off people in Orlando who want to go to that opening a game against New York City FC. You're going to have pissed off people all over the country who want to watch games or go to games. I, 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 I'm, I'm really worried because you feel like there's – a lot of momentum going into 2015. You think about all the things going right with the league, the the expansion going on this year. There's been fantastic turnouts for crowds. We've had a a a a uptick in the level of play on the field. I think over the last two to three years as well, talent coming in the league to bring it all to a grinding halt and have something negative 
to start the season and miss games and miss the opportunity to take advantage of those things, I, yeah, it's something that really worries me. But at the same time, I hear where you're coming from. If the players don't make a stand now, when do they get this opportunity again? A long time from now. And then next time, they're going to be viewed as a paper tiger. Yeah, and the owners have not budged. There are, there are no, no reports that the owners have even moderately considered the possibility of even a strictly structured free agent, uh, free agency model. That they I are, know one owner that definitely hasn't. Yeah, that's Deloy Hanson. We're going to get to his comments here in a little bit because he seems to be the only guy willing to go on, uh, go out in the media and talk about it. By the way, I think he, I think he actually owns the station that he said the comments on, which I think is just a fascinating little, little wrinkle in this. Um, that goes back to our, like, our, our, you own the content, you own the provider that your content is put out on that conversation from last weekend. Yeah, there you go. I, so he's the only one that said anything. It doesn't sound good. If he's representative of the, of the owners, then we're going to see, if he's representative of the owners, then the, then the players are not getting free agency. And if they strike, we're just going to end up with the players going until they run out of money, folding, getting back on the field. And, and all we've done is waste a two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know how much we can really waste. The only thing I like about it for a guy who supports a team that isn't getting a big player till mid season. Hey, if we miss a couple weeks off the top, we push those games back a little bit. My team gets to play him with Gerard. New York City FC gets to play theirs with Lampard, potentially. I'm not sure where in the schedule you put these games in at. Because you would think, oh, we'll slot them in sometime over the summer, give enough time to make arrangements. But you've got CCL come summertime. You've got all these summer friendlies to go on. Do you delay the end of the season? You tack these games on the backside, and now you're playing MLS Cup close to Christmas? I mean, MLS Cup's usually the first week of December. How far out do you push this, and where do you put these games yeah. if you choose to uh, put it off for two to three weeks? Yeah, you know, midweek games don't draw. We know those are always, you know, they, they tend to be duds depending on where they happen. Uh, but if everybody's playing midweek games, then you're just, you're just, you know, you're sort of uh, hiding your product. I mean, it's it's not good. And does and does Fox honor its agreement to televise every game if now they're on nights that they didn't agree to at the beginning of the season? Are they going to televise the midweek game that would have been one of their? Uh, I mean, some of them are going to be online. I know a lot of them are going to be online, so that shouldn't be a problem. But now you had this thing where you could watch every game all season long, and it's going to be on Fox. Or one of our other partners combined. How does that now work? MLS Live isn't here anymore. You know, there's. I, I'm not sure how that's all going to work, but I also don't want to see that get starting on the wrong foot either, Actually, because that's something I'm really, I'm really stoked for this season. By the way, MLS Live is still here. They haven't gotten rid of that yet. That's happening this year. Did you miss that whole thing? No, you missed that whole thing. Yeah, uh, MLS Live still exists. It still costs. Why? You, if it costs you gonna... seventy dollars is the early bird price. I don't know what it's going to be. So can I not watch them all for free now on one of the various Fox platforms? It wasn't just Fox. It was also it was actually ESPN was going to push them through their watch ESPN or ESPN three platform, but apparently they are not ready for that. I can't believe you missed all this. This is like three, two months old. They, yeah, they apparently they're not partying. They're not ready to the, to get to that point yet, or or I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't uh, remember the reason. Yeah, you know, just scrap the season. Just scrap the season. <laughs> Just screw it. I'm done. Frank Lampard gives the get title here. to L.A. and let's move on. That gives the well, that wouldn't be fairly won. You wouldn't enjoy that. No uh, point. I mean, to, to the, the victor go to spoils. Let's be honest. To the victors go to spoils. Uh, we got a phone call on the line. Three eight six. You're on the air. Hey, this is Scott from Florida. What's going on, Scott? Hey, uh, just going back to the CBA uh, a little for a quick minute. Um, I, you know, normally any other season, I would side with the players and I would be. 
you know, probably for a strike, but just because I'm down here in Orlando and like we've got a ton <laughs> of momentum going See? into this. Look at how selfish this guy is, Jared. He just wants his goddamn soccer. Oh, they'll do anything, Orlando. They'll steal another team's team, another city's oh. team. They'll do whatever they got to do to get oh, a team down there. Oh, that's, that's, that's the wrong one. Damn, dog. That's an approach. All right. Yeah, so if you're down in Orlando, and like I said, they're getting, they're getting close to selling out that opening game against NYCFC. 65,000 people at the Citrus Bowl, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the number. I've got my ticket. And like a lot of these player, or, uh, fans, you know, they've never been to a soccer game. Um, the most we've ever had a game before was, I think, like 23,000. So, like, this is, you know, 40 plus thousand that have never, you know, been to a soccer game. And, like, to lose that and for them to hear that, oh, this league or whatever is having problems with, with player unions and stuff, like, I'm sure that would just kill the buzz, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, this isn't baseball. It's not where baseball was in 1994. But when that season was, uh, the second half of that season was canceled or whatever it was, there was no World Series. And people went away from baseball and it took, you know, it took uh, Sosa and Maguire going after the home run record to get people back. Ba- soccer doesn't have that luxury, Jared. I mean, that's the, that's the issue here. There's no built in safety net for soccer. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to have people going, yeah, you know what? That really sucked, but let's just, uh, let's give them another chance. Yeah. I, I, I think. The, the the fact that there's EPL, Champions League, all these other things that are keep soccer on the radar, <clears throat> I think MLS a few maybe 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, <clears throat> definitely would have been in that you're not in the you're not in the conversation, you don't exist kind of model. But because <clears throat> these other leagues and these other platforms and other tournaments are hitting their stride right during this time, I think the soccer viewership and the soccer the, the train will keep rolling. MLS will move, miss out to a certain extent, but the soccer fans around the country are still going to be there in some regard um, it, when the, the league comes back around. It's just a matter of – I'm more worried about the people that go to games every week. What's that going to do to them? How is that going to make them feel? People that are putting their money on the line every day, every week to go to these games. That's kind of what I'm worried about. But I want to ask a quick question from my man from Florida here. Is he still on the line? Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Okay, so I have no idea who plays on your team down there besides <laughs> Breck Shea and Kaká. Wait, 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 wait. And Eric Avila. I'll give Eric Avila okay. down there. They got two keepers. I don't know which one they're going to choose right uh, now. Uh, Moby Okugo. I just mentioned him. Moby Okugo. Really calling. Okay, there's a, guy, a couple of guys down there. But for all the rest of the team, for a guy like myself who's trying to get fantasy buys on the cheap, <laughs> I look into Orlando. I'm like, ooh, a lot of these guys are cheap. But I have no idea who plays for your team. Give those of us out there in the fantasy sphere some <laughs> ideas about who we should be looking to pick up on the cheap from Orlando. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we got a guy, our right back is really explosive. He's, um, one of the guys from Portugal. Uh, he's a super young guy. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Oh. Um, but he's, uh, only, uh, 5.5. Uh, that's how much he costs right now in fantasy and he's tearing it up. Um, so he's definitely a steal. I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, but our right back from Portugal is, he's going to be a steal. I think you should get that young DP striker, Jared. Brian, is it Rochez, Roche, something like that? I don't trust any young DPs. All right, fair enough. We don't have a lot to go I, on when it comes to young I, I don't. I don't even know who the young DPs are in this league. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Th- there was there was Valencia in Portugal in Portland for a while. I yeah. mean, that's that that's the, the extent of my young DP knowledge. That's right. Because they isn't. they show up, I read a news clip, and then I never never hear about them again. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you don't know, you don't even remember this kid's name? Come on, man. Do better than that. Oh, is it Duty? Who is it? Uh, 
Um, I don't know off just, the top of my head. Well, um, is, it, is it Rafael Ramos? Yeah, Ramos. Yeah, he's gonna go. tear it up. He's uh running up uh up that right, right flank, and uh, he's been tearing it up. So there you go. All right, appreciate the call, man, and best of luck on the season starting on time for all you Orlando people down there. Thanks, man. All right, thanks for the call. All right, let, let, we're gonna. By the way, speaking of DPS, we're gonna play a game later. Jared's uh, one of Jared, Jared's patented game, patented games. He's gonna play. I've set this up. What did we decide on? It's gonna be DP or UN ambassador. UN? Yes. Ambassador, UN ambassador or designated player. We're gonna play that with Jared Dubois a little bit later. Uh, mostly because we've established, I think we talked about this last week, Jared, we've established there is a list of these like mid and lower level DPs who were in this league and then disappeared that we don't remember. We don't even half the time. Yeah. Like, did they make a mark? Were they even here? If they, if 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 you didn't remember that they played, did they even exist? Nine five six, you're on the air. Hey, this is a uh, Geo from San Antonio. What's going on, Geo? Hey, so I wanted to ask you guys uh, two quick questions, if I could. Uh, first one: Do you think? And this is a serious question. Do you think there is a no? haircut clause in mixed discrude's contract with NYCFC. <laughs> um I think I that, would hope so. I, I I would think that they would want him to to let the locks, you know, flow for his profile, for his image, get him up on those billboards in Times Square with the the hair blowing, you know, blowing. The bigger, better question is why would Mix ever want to cut it? That's a good question. Here's the other thing, Gio. What's funny hey. about what's funny about mixed discrude and NYCFC is that they are partly owned by the New York Yankees. They're playing at Yankee Stadium, and no, the Yankees are notorious for that that facial hair and haircut rule that they have. You have to go and be super clean shaven, yeah. clean cut guy when you show up because Steinbrenner was yeah, such but a. Yeah, that, that's that's baseball. That's a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What's up? What else is on your mind, Gio? Uh, the other thing was the uh, letter that uh, uh, Compian sent to. Uh, Don Garber about the S, uh, San Antonio bid. Uh, do you think that that's going to carry any weight? I mean, we just sold out the uh, U.S. the Mexico game, sixty-five uh, K in two weeks, and then we get this endorsement, cause potential partnership with the Mexican yeah. uh, Football Federation. But, uh, but here's here's, how, here's how the real question that though: did, did that did that sellout have more to do with your? San Antonio's ability to be a soccer town for American League or the fact that Mexico was playing? Well, that's why I, I asked that question the way I did, because taken in a, by itself, I don't think that the sellout does much. But if the Mexican Football Federation wants to partner with San Antonio, maybe get some young prospects through our system, I think that helps our chances a lot more because now you're seeing the enthusiasm for Mexican soccer through this sellout coupled with uh, an endorsement from the Mexican Federation, I, I got to imagine that that has some kind of impact I mean, on... I would think so. I mean, obviously, the Mexican Federation is, you know, one of the big dogs in the block. I mean, at the same time, though, it's kind of odd. Isn't it kind of odd, Jared? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think... Here's what I don't like about this. Don Garber's gone on record, and I I, I think I agree here, was that, so, wait, we're going to make this team so we can be a feeder team for Mexicans' youth yeah, to come here? That's not, that's not really, I don't think that's what would entice Garber. I, I, I don't know. I don't no, know. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I think it's not necessarily the good image, really. It's, it's great to have a partnership with the, the league to your south who's got tons of money, attention, just skill, all, just a lot of stuff going right in Mexico in their league. But 
what does it say about MLS if we say, oh, we're going to make this a partnership and you're going to send all your young guys here that can't get minutes in your league? Well, okay, let, well, let, let's like I don't think we're taking it that far exactly. But here, let, before Gio get, jumps back in, let me just tell you what, what Compion's uh, letter actually said, or at least a portion of it that's being quoted all over the place. Uh, quote, the city has the infrastructure, resources, and diversity that makes San Antonio the ideal place for MLS expansion. I am very pleased that these local leaders have initiated the effort to bring professional soccer to San Antonio, and I look forward to having them as my partner. I, I, I don't know exactly what that what that's supposed to convey to Garber? What is the FMF going to? I mean, what exactly what's going to happen here? What, what what benefit is there to the FMF being on board with the San Antonio team, Gio? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not really tight with Compion personally, <laughs> um, but I imagine that uh, you know it, it could be a situation um, that you know it's you know, obviously nothing like say Chivas USA, but I mean you can't you can't deny that say, uh Kubo Torres hasn't had a, a big impact with the team. I mean you gotta imagine at least one, two, maybe three K at least are coming to Houston Dynamo games as soon as uh Kubo comes in that weren't coming before. Uh if we if we're pro- churning out uh Mexican prospects, because that's all Kubo is. He's just a prospect right now. He's not a regular or anything. And he's already putting butts in seats you got to imagine that if we're churning out Mexican prospects with an irregularity, we can really get something going here. Yeah, in San look, there, there are obvious there are obvious benefits if, if players are crossing the border and helping grow the game. I mean, again, I just don't know what what's in it necessarily for MLS on that front. If San Antonio is the right town to host to be an MLS city, then it, it's the right town to be an MLS city. It shouldn't shouldn't matter what the FMS says. The only thing I wonder, Jared, and this is what I got to be afraid of because of what's happening in your backyard. Is is FMF teams, uh, League MX teams, coming and poaching kids out of the the uh, academy for San Antonio? This is what's happening in LA. <laughs> I, I I'm not too worried about that. I mean, it's going to go both ways a little bit, but there are a lot of American young Americans going down that way, and a lot from my local club here. So I got a little bit of feels on that. But uh, in the end, what I do like about San Antonio, it's a team we've been talking about for what two years right now. I would say two years about one of those slots. And I would say in the last six months has really fallen behind the pace. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't. It, there's obviously the glitz of Vegas that was talked about, but I think San Antonio's bid would definitely be stronger. Well, you than know Vegas what I think it is. Of, I, I that's think, just a soccer standpoint. I, I think there's a couple of things at work here. I think um, you know, obviously San Antonio has a stadium; it's expandable. That's that puts that should put them out in front. That gives them a leg up. But I think that there's something for MLS. I think there's something sexy, not about the city and the and the weather, maybe, but certainly the ownership group up in in, in Minnesota. I think that's a big deal. And look, you can't. You really can't throw shade on Sacramento, Jared. They just had 20,000 yeah. people out for a friendly with the Cosmos. Raul scored in that game. Uh, they, uh, the Cosmos won 3-1. But they had 20,000 people out for that friendly. They continue to build on that success they had last year. They're, they're filling that place. You know, they're filling up big that buildings. NBA and NFL pa- partnership. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when you have the Niners and the Kings on board, that makes a big deal. And, you know, that's not to say that the, that the Spurs couldn't be involved in a San Antonio bid, but I just don't think that they've got... If you're talking about, you know, it's like a game of chess. I don't think that San Antonio has all the pieces lined up the way that Sacramento does. And, and again, I think Minnesota is more about the ownership group and they, the fact that that's a, that's a under, uh, exploited area of the country for them. And at times I do wonder what's going to happen of, with lower division soccer in the U.S. if we keep plucking away all the star teams to, to MLS along the way. Uh, you know what I've asked all, I've, I've asked the commissioner of NASL that question. I've asked the commissioner of USL that question. Both of them don't seem to be 
overly concerned about them. Now they're not. Gonna, what are they going to say? No, of course, they're not going to go crying right now. Oh, he's taking all my teeth. That guy stole my girl. <laughs> they're not going to do that. But you know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the full build out of MLS is. I mean, that's the issue here, right? If, if and Garber can, even MLS doesn't know, so they go, "Oh, we're going to have twenty four teams by twenty twenty two. We're going to have." Okay, fine, but what's the limit? Unless what's the some end? some really good USL side comes along, then we might expand more. Yeah, you got anything else, Gio? Yeah, I just wanted to say, make one last point on this. I feel like if San Antonio does come into the league and MLS, and I think it will, it's just a matter of time, <laughs> 5, 10, 15 years, it's probably going to come to MLS, uh, and that's fine. People will wait for it. Uh, but I think what you're looking at in San Antonio is an RSL style, uh, you know, the the team is the star sure, kind of yeah. image that is going to project. I mean, you see the same thing with the Spurs, and there's no getting around it. San Antonio is not, like, the largest market. Um, and it, like you said, it doesn't have, like, I guess the sexiness in MLS's eyes that uh, Minnesota or Sacramento might have. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Minnesota's not very sexy. Put, no, I, no, I neither, would put it to you. Is it is it bad to have another RSL-style team in No, no, no that'd be great. That'd be great. I appreciate the phone call, Gio. That would be fantastic. I don't think – I don't have a problem with that. If that's the way they want to run that club. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here. But and, hold, and RSL style isn't just about being small market, by the way. It's doing amazing things by the way, with I, small market I'm, mindset. I'm, um, I'm, I'm starting to, we'll, we'll get into this, but hopefully the season starts on time because we're not really doing a preview because no one knows if, it, knows if it's going to happen. But I, I'm actually starting to think that maybe RSL takes a dip, but we'll, we'll get to that eventually. 414. That's a lot of talent on both sides of that, uh, that franchise. 414, what's up? Yep. Um, well, you know, uh, I listened to your, uh, show in the morning and, uh, the doc, he said that, uh, we should be looking forward or trying to build relationships. Uh, with uh, Latin American uh, teams uh, well, he actually, to help booster he, he actually the economy. Yeah, he actually advocated more European stuff. That's Stefan Zemanski, Jared. I talked to him on Friday. He wrote some piece. What? He wrote a piece, and he's, he's been talking about how MLS is minor league soccer. So would you okay, I don't know who this is. Would you be okay with a team popping up in San Antonio and then being attached to a Mexican club? I mean, that's essentially what we I, had. I, I, would, I want a true North American league. That's what I want. Well, that's, I think that's the not economic boom that would create that would be created by that would allow the uh, us to jump um, sign millions of fans with a stroke of a pen, and the television money would go through the roof and put but you us have a in a top ten league. league in wages. Yeah. And and I truly believe may, let us have an American style of ownership where it is a closed league with a. Uh, Salary cap, maybe, or a luxury tax, and okay. we'd be a global competitor. That's interesting. I mean, look, I, I, obviously, the, I appreciate the call, man. Obviously, the, com- the combination of MLS and League MX would be a monster, but that's the problem. It'd be a monster. It'd be impossible to yeah. handle. It'd be unwieldy. It's it, Who Jared's would want to make a, a, a Montreal to Oaxaca flight? Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. 859, you're on the air. Hey, guys. This is Alex down here in Kentucky. What's going on, Alex? Uh, not so much. Uh, in the midst of this CBA uh, negotiations and stuff like that, uh, I well, first off, being in Kentucky, I've got to tell you, there's not many soccer people around here, so I'm glad to be able to call you guys. <laughs> this is it's a difficult place to be, especially in the midst of all this uh, basketball stuff going on. But something that I can I can tell my friends that I've been trying to convince them you need to watch MLS, been watching for years. Something that you need to pick up on. However, they're finding out about what's going on with this. And, and it turns out to be that they're, they're a little disinterested. So what's something I can tell them that even if there is a strike, 
you know, that this will all be okay and that they still need to walk. Well, I mean, I think, I think that there's still, like, you know, obviously the strike is going to turn some people off. But, I mean, w- they will play. They're not going to go a whole season. They will play. Kaká's here now. David Villa is here now. He's going to score bangers. I just watched, I mean, there were video, there was video today of both Altador and Giovinco putting in fantastic goals for TFC. I mean, whether or not the quality overall from top to bottom of MLS is good or even, or even relatively close to anything that, that other people, that people watch outside of this country, meaning England or Spain or Germany or even uh, Mexico, there's still opportunity that not only is there stars, there's still opportunity for those amazing moments, Jared. I'm, I'm going to take this a little bit different direction. As a guy who spent a, a number of months, like pretty much living in Kentucky for for business, um, I, I can tell you that they have a fantastic sports culture in Kentucky. It's just yeah. it's a college sports culture. Yes, yes. And I think sure, that may sure. actually be a plus when you talk to your friends about soccer is that it's one of the last major sports in America that still has the intimacy of a college-like yeah. Kind of pro, uh, program yeah. where you can the, the the intimacy and the humility humility of the player in MLS is very on par well, with the with the with the college it's, player. It's also it's that, but it's also about the support. It's about the 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 yeah. type of fan that soccer gets and the the five thousand people all singing together and banging drums and chanting. You're not getting that outside of college sports in this country. They don't do it in NFL games. We don't do it at baseball games. They don't do it. I mean, hockey games you get. Told what to if you, do. If, if 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 Louisville brought in a a team and made it blue or red, you know, like th- there's a lot of stuff that you could you could play to with that. By the way, Louisville's got a good soccer, uh, a really good soccer. University oh, of Louisville's got a great I, soccer. Absolutely, program. I got to tell you, though, I'm a student at the University of Kentucky, so that's fighting words. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> let me tell you real quick, and I'll let y'all go. Uh, I, I'm now telling the line between, well, this is our underground thing. This is what we love. Yeah. I, I love the fact that soccer is this kind of this hidden gem. So am I, by taking it too far, and granted, being in Kentucky, it's not much of a problem, but should I keep it on the ground? I mean, no, I'm, no. I'm starting to think that, that by getting all of them on board, that it may turn into just these other enterprises I, that are I, just tearing things up. I so. do love thinking about this question, Jared. I, I brought it up on this show millions of times, and I've actually written about it several times. The, the, the place that we're in right now with MLS, and let's assume that everything goes well, that, that the strike doesn't kill the league, that they continue to play, that expansion is, goes well, and people are showing up to the stadiums. You're, you're living in, in a, you're living a charmed life right now as a soccer fan in the United States if you care about MLS. Cause it's never going to be like this again. Eventually, it will be big enough that's going to feel like the NFL. Maybe not as big, it's not going to be as big as the NFL, but it's going to feel corporate. It's going to feel removed. You're not going to feel, as you said, that intimacy. Right now, still, to this day, and Kaka's included in this and David Villa's included, you can go and if you can, if you're lucky enough to get seats on the field level, you're going to talk to guys. You're going to have guys come around. You can go to open training sessions and actually converse with these magnificent athletes who are, you know, repping your your city. You can't they still have to do appearances at like your local Best Buy on the side to make some extra money. You know, like yeah. there's there's a, you can do. It. My question for you though, if Louisville was to get a team, now this is a very important thing because I know almost everyone in Kentucky is in one of these two camps. Who's the jersey sponsor? Big Red or Big Blue? Big. <laughs> That's funny. Well, here in Lexington, I'll tell you, it's big blue. But ultimately, I just want to see a team within, you know, three or four hours of driving where I don't have to go to Columbus. Not a knock on Columbus, but the environment there, having been to other venues, is just it's lacking, obviously. So my thing is, is just simply, I want to see soccer being played. But ultimately, if it came to Kentucky, I wouldn't care if they freaking put it in Eastern Kentucky in the mountains. I just want to go somewhere where I can, where I can go watch soccer and I can enjoy it. And I can see it close to me. That's yeah. if it's in Louisville, so be it. I appreciate the, appreciate the phone call, Alex. Thanks a lot. Best of luck with your soccer in Kentucky, man.
Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you, Doctor Morgan. I love uh, it. I appreciate that. All right, let's uh, let's come back to the CBA. Let's just hit on this last thing because we haven't really fully. And by the way, I didn't even give out the phone number. We just had a rash of callers. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> let me do that right now. Three four seven. Seven five six six two seven six is the phone number. Jump in at any time. We'll make way for you. But I want to talk about Deloy Hansen, who's the the RSL owner who decided to speak out about the CBA negotiations and was subsequently fined a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He hmm. said he said that any talk of free agency is a waste of time. Here we go. I think we I think there are some really fair offers that have come, that have come from the league. The perennial issue is that we want free agency, quote unquote. But that can't exist where everyone's employed by the same employer, which is obviously the single entity argument. How do you have free agency when you're going to talk to yourself at the next employer? That doesn't make a lot of sense. That's not going to change. That's a go-nowhere conversation. When you look at all the owners, they've all been in in pro basketball, baseball, football, and that was the one thing they all vowed they'd never do is go through that again. They've tried it twice. It's been defeated by the courts. It's just a foolish place to waste time. If that's still open, it's just foolish. I think it's a bit of an oversimplification. I, I mean, obviously, it, yes, in a single entity structure, you are all employed by the same team. But you can make a division within that that oh, there's no, no, a lower but, level that you, that you're technically your rights can be owned by the already, team or your contracts held by the league. The thing that the things that hurts Hanson here is that the league, the teams are already operating in many cases as independent entities. So. You know, I don't want to get into the legal element of this. Look, look, look at the NYCFC. I'm just saying, like, we had the Chicago New England thing over Jermaine Jones. That essentially was, you know, they had to create a, a mechanism to avoid looking like free agency. Players, this stuff happens, okay? Let, especially with outside players. This stuff happens. Players coming into the league from, from other places that are not American internationals. My issue with this, and this is why he got fined $150,000. He makes it, he makes himself and all of these owners Sound like rich fat cats only care about their money and it isn't about the sport. Screw you players and your, and your actual need for, uh, for freedom of movement. I mean, this is, this is the most insensitive garbage that could come out of an owner's mouth. I think it's funny though that you can't, you can't sign a contract or free, have free agency because you're all owned by the same the entity, but yet, you could be fined by your own entity. <laughs> like it's all the owners own the league, wait, basically. Wait. So wait, and if his if his argument's correct, and then and if you can't have a agency because everybody's employed by the same owner, so he just he just find himself, right? Like he find himself. He could just take that hundred fifty k, write the check, give it right back, and put it in the other pocket, right? Well, you think about RSL. <laughs> that's five minimum wage players you could have had for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a big chunk of change for RSL. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like him. By the way, he's fairly. We, new yeah, we really should start talking about fines in terms of player salaries. Like, hey, how many player salaries did he get fined? Hold on. That, yeah, you know what? Somebody on Twitter right now, go and and pull up the salary list from last year from the MLS player union salary dump. Find me one hundred fifty. Find me the best one hundred fifty thousand dollar player in the league, and we'll just refer to that as the the fine that Deloy Hansen got for talking about this again, saying stupid things. Whether he believes them or not is not the point. The league fined uh-huh. him because he's damaging their their. Any perception that the owners are actually doing this for the right reasons, and we know that they're not most for the for the most part. We know they're protecting their money. That's that's mm-hmm. obvious. But to come out flatly and say it, I mean, it's it's just un, it's just it's gross. Is that not gross? What he said? Yeah, it's it's gross. But I mean, yeah, it, it is kind of gross. But I I also kind of get that. I, I I'm struggling with 
<laughs> How much go. do they owe the, Jared, the Jared. long-term? What? <laughs> no, no, I just want to know. You, so let you know you're going to get some emails. Go, on, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no kidding. But I wonder how much do they – how do you weigh out the owner's responsibility to the long-term ability of the players to have a more livable life-size contract and your own financial interest? I mean they're, they're something, they have something to lose. Now, granted, it's money, and some people don't value that and I, and I, as much. And they say there should be the players that need value their money as well. But until MLS opens the books and we really see – what the loss ratio is for some of these owners, I feel that it's unfair to put them totally in the bad guy black hat scenario. But they also need to own the fact that they're not putting the opening up the books. If the league would just open up the books, either we're going to see, hey, the players are totally right in this, or hey, the owners aren't nearly as much of a bad guy as we think they are. Yeah, I know. But I mean, again, you're talking about the mindset here. This is why they have, this is why. Rich owners in sports have bad reputations because they don't act in good faith. They act, they act only to protect their investment. The but history, there's a difference when it's the NHL no, or the Major League Baseball when they're making tons of cash. But, Jason. but sometimes these teams are making not. tons of cash. Sometimes they're not. But you, you might have a point. But again, I'm, you, you're taking the league to, at face value on some on some level about how much money they are or not or are not making. But even if the, even if they're making money or not making, it doesn't matter. History is littered with ownership groups. Who you have to you have to essentially sue them into giving up the rights or giving up their control over their players. They treat players like pieces of property. That has been the case since the beginning of time, and the and the MLS owners are no different. It's just that we live in a modern context where everybody else gets free agency and every other sport. Uh, Soccer players around the world are able to move freely wherever they want to, and for whatever reason, MLS is going to hold on to this. Again, you can they can wrap it up in all in the language of protecting the league and the viable viability of the league and the long term future of the league. And we got here with this. Why would we change? They can wrap it all up like that all they want. The bottom line is that rich people don't like giving up control. Period. I, I mean, they didn't get rich by being stupid. That, well, that's that's what I'm saying. But I mean, obviously that's true. But that in this case. Again, with all of the context flying around them, the players, uh, the players in every other league in the world being able to move freely when the contract is up because Bosman went to. I, I, I don't like talking to you, Jason. Like in my regular life, I'm like a bleeding heart liberal, <laughs> and like somehow I, when we're talking, I end up telling devil's advocate to big cat, fat cat corporations, and like I end up being looking like the some kind of conservative, like I don't know. Jay Rodius. Jay Rodius Shrugged by Jared Dubois. <laughs> All right, here, just briefly, uh, here's the league's response to Hansen's comments. The comments made by Mr. Hansen are not permitted under the league's constitution, said Don Garber. We are engaged in constructive negotiations with our players, and such comments are not appropriate nor helpful to the, to the negotiations. Well, duh. So there you go. Well, hold on, though. That, that means that he's not being fine because what he said was gross. He's being fine because he said anything at all. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, he's being fine because they had a ban on talking and he talked. But he, what so he I said wonder was if he gross. had said something different, if the fine would be less or that's just, hey, you talk and that's a one, that's a hundred and fifty. That's a service. I'm assuming Marcelo service is probably around the hundred fifty thousand dollar range. Okay, no here you go. You uh, last year. Now he's not now because he's a DP. Fabian Espindola was one hundred fifty thousand dollars last year. Uh, mm. Bill Hamid was out a hundred. This is just DC. This is from, uh, 
This is from uh, Snore Snore Dan on Twitter. That's that's uh, that's just DC United. I don't know who else is on that Drop, list. Dropping a Hamid on him. Yeah, well, Bill Hamid was 100K. Uh, so there you go. He got fined a, a Fabian Espindola. Who, ha, who happened to he used to play for RSL? So that actually works out very well. All right. So I, I'm, I'm starting to think that it's not. I think, I'm starting to think that we're definitely going to see a strike. I have no idea how long it's going to last, Jared. It's, it's I have bu- no confidence this can be done in this short amount of time. They no. should have been sitting down at this table two weeks ago at the minimum. Well, I think they were sitting down. I still think they were. I think they were staring at each other. The the well, the the players were like, "We want free agency," and the owners went, "No, just no. We're not. I don't think so. We're not this time." Yeah. I get the feeling the owners are like on like the 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 big kid with the with the little kid at arm's length on with his head on a hand on his head <laughs> and they're swinging away and they just can't quite reach him. Yeah, that's not like a- keep trying, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like the 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 dad who's got the basketball and the kid's too little to jump up and take the he's just holding it up above his head like no come get it oh oh no no nah. worse than that he's letting the kid take a shot and just swatting it back in his face every time <laughs> that's even yeah that's even more appropriate that's even crueler because you, you at least have the chance did we just use a basketball analogy to describe a soccer situation why do we do that I did that eh, that's my it fault fit. It right. fit. Uh, do you want to play do you want to play designated player or UN ambassador. Yeah, designated player, designated ambassador. Designated player, designated ambassador. Now, the, the original thought behind this game is that there have been, over the course of the designated player rule, which is 2007, it came in, David Beckham's arrival, several players who have come and gone with by uh, while making very little mark on MLS or their particular teams. A lot of these guys just disappeared, dropped off the face of the planet. So let's play. I'll also throw this out there, Jason. If a listener wants to call in, we'll let them play around too. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm more than happy to have play, have uh, callers jump in. 347-756-6276. All right, let me see here. I just need to pull up uh pull up some information. I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, ready? Let's First go. one for Mr. Jared Dubois, designated player, designated ambassador. Nestor Osorio Lodano. Oh, crap. Lodano. Uh- Lodano. That's a good pick. That could be anything. Nestor that could be a telenovela star. Um, Lodano. Is that four names? Is there four names on him? Nestor Osorio Londano. That's three names. Uh, see, usually like soccer, guys that go by three names get abbreviated down to one name. So you may be playing a trick on me, and this is like his birth name, but well, he really yeah, goes but, by like a Brazilian okay, but one here, name. Here's one that you would definitely know. Guillermo Barroscoloto. That's three names. Three yeah, names. I know that one. Right. Okay. I'm going to go with UN Ambassador. He is the uh, UN ambassador from Colombia. So there you go. All right. Let's Columbia. see. Colombia. Let's see what I've got here. I'm looking down my list of of names. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, is there me, a digital Takawir as a UN ambassador? Digital Takawir. No, that's uh, that. That's definitely a soccer. Not a D, not a DP though. Digital. Not, yeah. The not problem a with the UN ambassadors, you lose the whole continent of Africa, basically. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just, uh, trying to find a, a good name. Okay. Uh, lots of names here. Uh, these, sometimes players, you know, we, we, like you said, they get abbreviated down. So I don't have to pick, you know, I'm going to have to call them by their, by the name they're known by. And the same thing goes for these UN ambassadors. Sometimes they have lots of names. I'm just going to, just going to pare it down. Okay. Uh, here's right. one. This one is mm, Hernan Bernardello. Bernardello. Uh, Hernan yeah. Bernardello. I'm going to go UN ambassador. Hernan Bernardello played for the Montreal Impact from 2013 <laughs> to 2014. Argentine designated. Did he really player. play? How many, how many appearances? <laughs> uh, hold on a second. I got to, I got to go to a different screen. Um, 18. 
<laughs> wow, I should know that one then. Yeah, 18 appearances for uh, Hernan Bernardello. I remember that one. I would have gotten that one. Okay, you ready? Here's yeah, another go. one. All right. Designated player or designated ambassador, Mustafa Jarju. Mustafa, There's never been a Mustafa DP in this league. I would remember Mustafa, if Mustafa was a DP in this Mustafa league. That's a youth ambassador. John. Mustafa Jarju was the first ever African DP. He played for the no Vancouver way. Whitecaps in 2011. Sure did. There's been a Mustafa DP in this league? I can't believe you didn't get that one. I thought you'd remember. You knew that one? Yeah, I remember just Mustafa Jarju. He's, yeah, he's, oh, he's from the Gambia. He's another Gambian <sighs> player. I think he came from like Belgium. You know, gonna... this, 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 this game has quickly become what Jared doesn't know about MLS. <laughs> Maybe you need to catch up a little bit. Maybe you're behind, uh, behind the curve. All right. Are you ready? Go. You ready for another? Okay. Here we go. This one is, okay. Is it a de designated player or is it a UN ambassador? Here we go. Wait, hold on. I lost my page here. Let me just uh, scroll. All right. Xavier Mendoza. Xavier Mendoza. Now Xavier is a name that I associate with soccer. Or but, is it in, in Spanish? Is it Xavier? I don't. Xavier? Xavier? I don't know. Depends if you're from Portugal or not. Um, I'm gonna go MLS. Then DP. Xavier Mendoza is the UN ambassador for Ecuador. So that's <laughs> the best game. Have I got one right yet? Yeah, I think you got one. I think you got okay. the first, the very first one I gave you. You got that one right. I think. Uh, I don't know. Oh, All right. Uh, we could do this for, I got a couple other names. Basically, you're going to eventually run out of designated players. It's a, it's a limited list, but let me see if I can no, find. We bring, we bring burnout DPs in this league all the time. We uh, have, we'll we have do. plenty more to play in the future. All right. You ready? All right. Here's yeah. another one. Federico Pupo. Federico Pupo. If there was a dude named Pupo, I think I would know. The guy, there's a guy named this year named Duty. I know him. I don't know anything about him. I know I got a guy named Duty in my league. I'm going to go with Pupo as being an ambassador. Federico Pupo played for the Chicago Fire Damn in 2000. <laughs> 2012 through 2014. Not many appearances, like, like 12 appearances. Federico from, Man, from Uruguay. That's Uruguay. Like there's a guy named Joe Turd in the league, and I didn't know about it. <laughs> well, it's P-U-P-P-O, so maybe it's Popo? Pupo. That's going to be Pupo. Come on. It's going to be Pupo. I mean, I would call it Pupo. Man, I could do this all day because you're just getting embarrassed. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should move on or not. Uh, okay, let's and play I told you, I told you last week I would not prep for this. I would not prep. I'm not going to go <laughs> cheat and look, and I really didn't. All right. This is just me. All right. You ready? You want another one? Yeah. Okay. Let, let me see if I can find another one. Okay. This one is – here we go. Antonio Patriota. Patriota. Antonio Patriota. I'm gonna go ambassador on this one. That is the Brazilian ambassador to the UN. So there you go. That one, uh, that one you got. Okay. Let's Two for see. six. Two for six. <laughs> You're killing it. You're on fire. You're on absolute fire. Let me see. Uh, let's see here. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I got a, I, I got a strike rate probably similar to, um, probably someone like, I don't know. Who's a strike rate would be like two for six. Uh, that's, that's, uh, I don't know. That's even worse than, or that's, that's slightly better maybe than, uh, uh, I don't know. Kenny, uh, Kenny. <laughs> Andrew Wenger? Uh, maybe. Maybe. You could, I guess you could go with Andrew, Andrew Wenger. All right. You ready for another one? Yeah. Hit. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's wait. Um, Sasha, Sasha Sergio Solis. Sasha Sergio. There's been more than one Solis. Sasha in this league, right? Solis. Let me think. Sasha Sasha, Sasha Sergio Solis. Sasha Vujacic. Oh, no. That's Lakers. Solis. Um, 
I'm gonna go with the uh, UN. UN ambassador from Bolivia. So there you go. You're, you're on like you're on a roll now, and I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna keep it going. All right, the ready? only ones I've gotten right have been the ambassadors, by the way. I think that's probably true. <laughs> I, I just listen. I I can't be faltered for being that up on current events. Blaze in Kufo. Oh, I know that one's a DP. Okay, you remember Blaze in Kufo then? I remember Blaze in Kufo. Yes, N- I remember Blaze in Kufo. In Kufo, however you say his name. All right, I'm looking through these. I think the rest of these DPs, these are the past players. The 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 current ones. Some of these are so new. I'm not going to throw them at you because you might not know about them yet. They haven't even played in the league, so that's not really fair. Uh, but I think most of these guys. Let me see. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, no, he'd, he'd get that one. Let me see. This one, this one. Yeah, I'll get Giovanni. Yeah. And, well, that's obvious because there's only one. He's only got one name. Just Giovanni. Pretty easy. I would um, love if there's a, there's an ambassador or your ambassador with one name. That would be awesome. Like his, deb- his debate skills are just so strong. He just goes by like one name. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's see. How about this one? Ready? Milt- get it. Milton. Caraglio, Caraglio, Caraglio. The fact you struggle with the name makes me feel like it's got to be an ambassador because it means you have no like past history with them. Um, well, I mean, it's one of those Italian-sounding names. It's just hard to say. Caraglio. There haven't haven't been many Euro DPs, so I'm gonna go with the UN on that one. Uh, he's actually Argentine because you know a lot of Italian families moved to oh, Argentina, dirty. and he played for the New England Revolution in 2011. So there. Ah! <laughs> Daniel from Atlanta, you're on the line. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, Daniel? He's listening. Thought uh, he couldn't do any worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> did you want? Did you want to play, or did you have something else? Uh, sure, I'll play. Okay, I, I don't know how many how many more le- I got left that are really tough. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, uh, okay. Let's see. Jared, you pad while I have to, uh, while I, while I look here. Hot Lana. Is that what he said? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Here is your first one. Christian Barros. Christian Barros. That has to be a DP. Christian Barros is the UN ambassador for Chile. Ah, it's not just me. <laughs> sounds like it, it does sound like a soccer player's name, though. Sounds like a soccer, a very soccer player name. Sounds like a soccer player that would end up in the United States playing for like 385K or something like that. All right, Dan, are you ready for another one? Uh, yeah, one more. All right. Our, uh, Aurel, Aurel, Rios. I can't say that name. Arvalo, Arvalo, Arvalo. <laughs> well, welcome to a new game. Jason speaks Spanish. I can't, I can't do that one. Arvalo Rios. Arevalo Rios? Is that yeah, what you meant to say? That's oh, look one. at my man school you Oh, damn, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. You know, obviously you know him then. He sounds like a player. I don't know who he is. Okay, he's a player. Did you say player? Did you say? Yeah, I said player. All uh, right, you said player. He played for the fire in 2013. So there you go. Yes. That, that means uh, every one of those names you just said got paid more than $350,000 to play in this league, and I don't know who they are. Well, no, some of them it was... Um, Young DPs, maybe. Well, Young no, DPs no, no. It's about, it's about transfer fees and stuff, too. I mean, uh, Omar Bravo was on 170K, and but that wasn't that's not why he was a DP. Daniel, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, not much. CBA, and uh, still contemplating on buying uh, MLS Live, really. Until they figure it out, I, want, I, I don't want to dish out my money. Is that is you're holding out on that? Which here's the thing: the price is going to take up, Jared, before we know when the season starts, and people are going to be pissed off about that. 
No, if anything, as to make it up to the fans, they should give a price break on MLS Live. And do I would not, you could not pay me enough money to be an MLS ticket rep when these games get canceled. I mean, I can't even imagine what your voicemail is going to sound like. Dude, would you rather be a NYCFC ticket holder during the Lampard stuff or any season ticket holder rep during the strike? Uh, the Lampard thing blew over fairly quickly. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it depends on how long the strike goes. I can't, and I don't know how long it's going to be. So I can't say. But I mean, if you got people losing, if you got people missing three, four, five games during a strike period, and how, how, what are, what are teams going to do to make up for that? I mean, uh, how are you going to? Re- hey, uh, thanks for supporting the team. Uh, what were you doing on the next five Wednesday nights of your life? Yeah, right. Uh, Daniel, what else, man? What's up? What else is up? Um, L.A. will win Champions League. L.A. will win cha- in 2016. Yes. Okay. Well, they they they. they I was have just a shot. thinking. I was just thinking as I was watching the thanks Champions for the call, League Daniel. games. Good, <clears throat> Danny. Thanks for calling. By the way, um, as, as I was watching the CCL games this week, I was just thinking, I really want. I really wish I could be inside Steven Gerrard's head the first time he plays CCL. And I want to know what that's like for him playing in that atmosphere versus a European atmosphere. And if there's any difference <clears throat> or if, like, what's that like in comparison? Man, did you, yeah. Did there? you see both, both of those atmospheres, both, uh, Alu, Alu in Costa Rica and, um, was that Pachuca that game with, with Montreal? Pachuca. Both those games, both those games had fantastic atmospheres. Um, and then I watched a little bit of, um, uh, Club America, whoever they played, I watched some of that game. They, they, those clubs had done a good job of filling those, those stands. I don't know if they had to paper over the, the, you know, the paper of the room or not, but they, they obviously got a lot of people getting excited. Fans were obviously into it. It was good. Um, I think it's got to be completely different. I don't think he's experienced that before. I mean, has he played, like, has he played a friendly in a South American country, maybe? Maybe. Or? There's been no World Cups other than the Brazil well, okay, down there. How about this? And, and these are not, obviously, these are not direct parallels, but he has played in Turkey. Yeah, I would say Turkey may be the closest thing to the environment that, or like some Eastern European uh, nations, I think, are, are very similar to that in Champions League. But, I, I like the I like the shout on Galaxy winning the whole thing next year, but it's it's a long road, man. And I, I still think it's I, I'm wondering what this means for a team like Montreal, who by the way, looked very good, I thought, for what my expectations were for Montreal, first of all. And second of all, playing uh, playing south of the of the border, getting a, a good result down there could have been a win, mm-hmm. ended up with the draw. Yeah. But I liked what I saw from Montreal, and I didn't expect to say that this week. A little disappointing to see them give up the lead, but yeah, to to have Dilly Duca score twice and D- Justin Mapp, Justin Mapp is is a frustrating player in a lot of ways. But when he's when he's on, I don't know that there's a better one. Makes me pull out my hair. A better one on one player in American soccer is is there? Is there a better, shiftier, cl- more clever? I don't know. I just I sometimes. Dempsey, maybe? I, no, I don't even, but I don't think Dempsey beats guys one on one that often. I think he. Not for speed, not so much. I, 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 yeah, Matt's really good at making that one move, fainting and pushing the ball by and using his speed to get by. And he's, and he's used that move and still has it late in his career. That's what's kind of surprising about yeah. it as well. By the way, the guy is 30 years old and I was arguing a bit with our, with our boy Seth Vertelny on Twitter. Seth said, Oh, I think, I, I think he might get a call up. Uh, to the national team, get a return to the national team. He hasn't played for them since 2007, I think. It's sort of the Lee Win type redemption. 
I don't think that's happening at 30 years old for Justin Mapp. I, I kind of wish it would, but I don't think it's going to happen. 717, you're on the air. Hey, it's uh, Jimmy from Gazer. I have a question about the scheduling. I, I was listening to another um, podcast. Do you think they purposely put a Friday game just to be like, oh, we can cancel this game, but maybe we'll still be able to play the Saturday and Sunday game? Maybe, but they still have the travel issue. They, all those teams that are uh, that have to go away for the first weekend would normally travel Thursday or Friday. They're not getting on airplanes without a deal. So if you don't have a deal until Friday, you well, you can't get teams in to to their destinations in time to play Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah. You got anything else? That's it. Right, I just I want to say it. thanks for shit. I love listening to you guys. Yeah, don't listen to other podcasts. By the way, stop doing that. Why do people do that? I don't understand what's happening here. Unless it's soccer morning, and then that's okay. That they do what? I'm sorry, I was reading a tweet. Why do people listen, why do people listen to other podcasts? Why why would they do that? And why would they tell us once a week now? Why would they, they tell us to fill the gap? You don't even understand. We are the jealous types. Like you, you can't call us up and say I was listening to another podcast. No, no. Unless that other podcast is Soccer Morning. Well, that's what I just said. I actually did. I did okay. throw that in there. But if you call us up and say I was listening to another podcast, I mean, you wouldn't call up. You wouldn't call up your your girlfriend and say. Hey, I was I was going out with this other girl last night. You wouldn't do that. Eh, it depends how much of a player you are. If you can really pull it <laughs> off, then congrats to you. But three, it's not so much a player or how much of a dick you are. You maybe know? three four seven seven five six six two seven six is your phone number. Uh, touching again on those those CP, uh, CCL results. Okay, so Montreal with I would call a surprising draw against Pachuca. A little disappointing only because they had the lead, but still set themselves up with a chance back in Montreal. I think people still have Pachuca as the favorites. And they're going to get thirty five thousand or whatever at that Olympic Stadium up there, but I, I'm I'm guessing that Pachuca goes through. Montreal's got a shot. DC United fell flat on their faces. Just got and rolled. They, they almost salvaged enough that you could have some positivity coming back up when it got to four two. I'm like, oh okay, they could win two zero up up in DC. But man, then to go back down again. And uh, listen, Dykstra had a rough night. Um, you see, I don't know if you saw Ben Olsen's comments afterward about, hey, listen, Hamid's injured. Dykstra's been on the bench for almost a, a year, getting, uh, getting recovering from an injury. He just wasn't ready to go. And so something failed for DC. Like, you've known this guy's been injured for that long. Bill and me's been injured for a month, <clears throat> at least, because he didn't go to the January camp. Yeah. So who didn't handle getting another keeper somehow established and in place. Listen, there's keeper. Or, Orlando's got two starting keepers down there. Get one of them. Uh, I mean, well, they, Colorado's got two starting keepers in Irwin and McMath. There's teams out there with an abundance of keepers, and you went to a CCL game with a guy you knew wasn't going to be ready for this game? Well, I think I think, I think they just had hope that Dykstra... You're not going to get a guy just for this tournament. I don't think they have the roster space for that, and Dykstra's... I think Dykstra is a guy that they believe is a legitimate backup in MLS. And if he is healthy, you play him. He just kept spilling the ball. He just couldn't hold on to the damn ball. And yeah. for whatever reason, DC United just, I, they couldn't even keep themselves together for enough time to give you hope. Every time, like DC would score, I don't remember what the score line was back and forth. And I, I know Alawalense went up first, but DC would do something good. And 30 seconds later, they're giving up a chance or they're giving up a goal. That's clearly on Ben Olsen, if you ask me. Yeah, it's uh, how much uh, other things. How much do you expect these players to be ready to play at this point of the year? We say it every year. It's a, it's a, it's a broken record. How are these teams supposed to be ready? Uh, I, I, should they be better than a five-two result? Maybe, but I mean, history has shown us that MLS teams either a aren't good enough 
to make to, to finish at this level of the competition, or the schedule just doesn't benefit him enough to really have a chance. I don't know. Does this? I, I, I could look at it in a positive light, Jared. Maybe this opens up a a space in my schedule now because I, I normally. I'd be watching CCL, and, I, and look, I, I want the tournament to matter. I should probably still watch the games that don't involve MLS teams. But if I only want to be MLS focused, now I got some free time because I don't care anymore. It's not. It's not. A I'll good- give you another positive. I'll give you another positive. It's 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 also opportunity for when these teams crash out. Hey, there's some midnight midweek midweek games to throw these games in that you're canceling right off the, <laughs> the top of the season. Right, you're opening up schedule dates. Because for- I, I'm sure DC and, and, and Montreal probably have a bye in the next couple of weeks just in case they made it to the next round. Hey, just yeah. throw the first game of the year in there. Yeah, I'm sure they had built in some, uh, some space because, oh, DC's definitely going to the semifinals of the CCL. What are you kidding me? No, they're not going now. So it's, uh, what would you, what, what do you, what do you do? You're Ben Olsen. Okay. What do you okay, do? Okay. First of all, I'm shaving my chest. No, man, come on, that's manly. That's good. I couldn't do that's it, dude. Look. I couldn't do it, man. It, it, the only way I could rock a chest like that is if I had some real nice gold chain on top of Damn, it. Damn, dog. In a probes. Hey, what, what's up with my ha- lady? My lady don't dig it. What my is, lady what is, don't dig it. Well, what is up with hair going? That's just a California thing in you. What? What? What's oh, up? We 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 man we manscape. What's up with hair going out of style? What's wrong with chest hair? There's nothing wrong with chest hair. Uh, there's a lot wrong with no, chest there's hair. Not wrong. Okay, not in my world, man. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> So well, here's, here's, we have different opinions because A, there's probably five total on my body, so I just can't <laughs> get there. You, on the other hand, probably are much more of a male than I am. Uh, I've got some hair. Uh, so if you're Ben Olsen and you've got the return leg in RFK Stadium next week, I, I, I mean, the CBA is a part, is a thing here. I mean, that, that may keep them, I don't know what, the, what, the, oh no, that's this week. Sorry. It's Wednesday before the CBA technically needs to come due. I think they're going to play that game regardless. So it's Wednesday night at RFK. Mm-hmm. You have the yeah. CBA looming over your, your players' heads. You may not start the season on time, which is on the weekend. What do you do? You're down 5-2. What do you do with that game? I think the only thing you can do is invite all the owners that are in town anyway for the negotiations to come to the game, to take it all in, and then put them a shot of them on the Jumbotron in the box <laughs> and let the whole crowd react and let them really know what they think of them. By the way, uh, we're going to finish up. We've got two minutes left in the show. I'm going to put this to you, Jared, something that came up when I talked to Dave Zirin, who's uh, a guy who writes on sports and politics. He writes, He's the sports editor at The Nation, uh, among other places. Uh he wrote a piece on the MLS CBA situation and the potential of a strike. And he came on my show on Soccer Morning and he basically said, where is the campaign to get the fans behind the players? Where's the players union coming out and saying solidarity, you know, you know, give us, uh, you know, give to us- be fair, the, 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 the teams aren't campaigning either. The, well, the teams aren't involved. The teams are almost third party to this. I think you have the owners. Who control the teams? I get it, but the owners themselves. The assumption are, then is that the the fans are automatically going to be on the player's side. Okay, but even if that's not, well, no, no, that's not the assumption. That there's a possibility, there's a likelihood. You're talking about blue collar, you know, lower yeah. middle class people going out to these games. Now, they may be more likely to identify with the players than the owners. If you're the players, why aren't you trying to to maximize that possibility? Now, I don't know that this would ever happen. I don't know. It, 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 I, I, it, part of it looks kind of like a, if they can't do it on their own with the arguments that they have and the evidence that they have backing them, no, but it's part does of it P- almost put, put their case in a weaker position no, that they have to do that? No, PR is part of the deal. The game belongs to the fans. Now, that's high-minded nonsense, but the game is supposed to belong to the fans. So you speak to the fans. You tell the fans, hey, 
This is our situation. This is what we want. We don't think it's out of bounds. They won't budge. Back us and see what happens. And Zyron's point was, if you could somehow manage in a town like Portland or Seattle or Orlando, who's got their season on their first season on the line, if you could get 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 people to, I don't know, march through the stadium district in favor of the, I'll, of the I'll, players. I'll pose this as a possibility why. If you always knew that there was, you didn't have a chance of getting what you wanted in this phase of the negotiations, do you keep that card in your back pocket for when the strike actually happens? No, I think you should have been doing it all along. I think the timeline's too short now. I don't think you can just suddenly... No, I, I think it's definitely time is too short. By saying, I think the players may have thought all along, this isn't going to happen in the time frame without, without some significant pressure of us striking and the games being lost. And then you pull that fan card when you're at that point. Okay, maybe. I, I don't know. I just, I just imagine that, I think he's right that there are places around this country, not every town. Sometimes you couldn't, get, you couldn't gather enough fans to make it worth it. But I, I, I got an, I, I got a question for you. In a league whose media is run by the league, where do you go as an outlet to organize those type of things? There's message boards. There's SB Nation. There's Twitter. You can no, go. I, I'm hoping you would say those things because, word of mouth. but. That shows the why there's a value for these other outlets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, yeah. this is this will be the first strike in the U.S. that I can remember, sports strike in the age of Twitter, if I can remember correctly. Uh, that might be right. That might be. Did right. hockey have one? No, hockey had one two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, right? Yeah, but I don't think anybody cared about Twitter then, or it was, certainly wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. I'd be interested to see, and and players now employ employ people specifically designed to run their social media. I'm really, I'm interested in seeing how those two areas intersect in the coming weeks if this thing doesn't go right. Because I want to see, listen, I want to see who's savvier. I would love to see who's savvy, who's winning this debate in yeah. a social media uh, forum. I just, I, there's got to be, there's got to be something they can do. And I'm starting to see some things pop up on Twitter, Unity, and and that kind of thing. I've seen some fans do some stuff, and Unity. I've seen. I've obviously seen, and I've seen a couple of a couple of things. All right, we got to wrap up this show. We've gone over a little bit. I'm going to throw one more name at you. You ready? One more. Okay. One go, more go. designated player. Or David Beckham. Him. Hamdi Salihi. Salahi. I'm pretty sure Salihi. I actually know that name. I'm going to say that's a DP. Hamdi Salihi played for DC United. So there you go. He's Albanian. <laughs> there you go. Going. I got. I'm going to bump up your ego. You're going out on a win. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Go to backheel.com/store to buy some T-shirts and there's a soccer morning mug. Stuff like that. Uh, Jared, what else? Uh, follow us on Twitter at the yeah, uh, best soccer uh, show. At Jay Rodius at, uh, Davis JSN. Hit us up and, uh, let us know. Give us more ideas for more games you want to play yeah, too. You, you got go. a better one than what we just did. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Bye. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Damn, dog, that's an approach. Jay Rodius.